Good evening, good evening, good evening. This is That's Enough of That, and I'm Dr. Esther, and I am so excited about tonight's topic. God is an amazing God. He's been amazing all week. I tell you, it's been a battle getting here today, but guess what? I'm here, Ah, and God won. That's the sign of victory. Peace to the enemy, because uh, you know what? If you could have stopped what God was going to do, uh, you should have already done it. But since he wasn't able to stop what God's going to do tonight, it's going to go down. It's going to go forth just as God ordained it. Lightning Star is the name of the business. What we do is minister to the whole and the soul of women, emotional healing. So get ready for deliverance. Get ready for understanding. Get ready to receive wisdom in this topic on tonight. Get ready for God to just open you up and where you have been uh, stony hearts uh, are. God's going to use the pumice of this discussion on tonight to soften your heart because he said he would make stony hearts flesh. So we thank you for those stony places in our life being made flesh. Oh God, tonight we thank you for uh, revealing to us tonight what Babel is in our lives. Hey, good evening, Dr. Robbins. Good to see you. Blessings, woman of God. I'm excited that you're on the line and God bless you uh, for being here at this time because I'm so excited. The enemy has fought me all week. I worked today and I ran. And when I walked in the house, I said, Holy Spirit, you're going to have to help me with this one. And the Lord dropped a song in my heart and I just began to worship him. And that song was, I love you. I love you. I love you, Lord, today. Because you cared for me. Good to see you too, woman of God, in such a special way. That's why we praise you. We lift you up and we magnify your name. That's why our hearts are filled with praise. So the enemy can't come against a praising woman of God. So we're going to bless his name tonight. I've been blessing his name all day. I decree and declare I will not give up. I will not quit. I will not faint. And today we're going to talk about it. But let's go ahead and get into prayer because I'm excited about our amazing God. I'm excited about what God has to share for uh, on tonight. I'm just excited about what God is doing in the lives of women, how he's illuminating our mind, how he's healing our emotion, how he's delivering us from the things of the past so that we can march on into the future in purpose, in deliberation. We can march into the future doing what God has called us to do. It's exciting. Amen. Love you too, my sister. So now let's go ahead and pray. Father, we come into your throne room of grace. We come into your throne room seeking your face on tonight, God. We want more of your glory, God. Pour out your glory on this line. Pour out your glory in the life of each and every person that joins in on this line and sees the broadcast live. And even those that see the replay, God, we thank you for your manifested glory, oh God. We thank you as we shake off the heaviness of this day and the heaviness of the week, oh God. We adorn ourselves with a garment of praise. 
We thank you, Lord God, that you are just and forgiving God. So we ask you to forgive us for our sins. Forgive us for our shortcomings. Father, forgive us for seeds that we may have sown that are not like you, Father. And we decree and declare that those seeds will not yield the harvest. We curse them at the root, even as the fig tree was cursed when Jesus came upon it and declared they will not yield the harvest. We thank you, Lord God, no life to those seeds that have been saved. Uh, a song, God. We thank you in the name of Jesus that you are Lord. And even as we stand forgiving God and cleanse God, we thank you that we forgive those that have sinned against us. Father, we bless your name tonight. We give you praise. We thank you for the work at the cross of Calvary. We thank you for the blood of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We thank you for the name of Jesus and we lift up the name of Jesus on tonight. We thank you for your Holy Spirit, God. Thank you for teaching us, Holy Spirit, how to partner more with you in the name of Jesus, how to make you our BFF, oh God. We thank you, Lord God, that we're sensitive to your spirit because your spirit is what who resides in us, the powerhouse of the Most High God. So, Holy Spirit, we thank you. Continue to teach us. Continue to train us. Continue to counsel us. Continue to comfort us. Continue to walk with us as our paracletus. So we thank you tonight, Father, as I lose deliverance on this line, as I lose healing on this line, I decree and declare that we are healed emotionally. We are healed mentally. We are healed physically. We are healed, God, in the name of Jesus financially. I thank you, Lord God, hallelujah, that there's nothing because you said, if I be for you, who can be against you? No one can stand against us, God. So we thank you as we walk into this word on tonight. As we discuss this word on tonight, we ask wisdom to be present, understanding to be present, oh God. We thank you in the name of Jesus, for wisdom is the principal thing, but you said in all thy getting, get understanding. So we thank you, Lord God. Now, Holy Spirit, we say do what only you can do. Think through my mind, speak through my mouth. It's not my words, but the spirit of the words that I desire to be heard on tonight. Not me for your word says many plans are in the mind of a man but it's your purpose that will stand let your purpose stand on tonight God I thank you that ears are open to hear what the spirit of the Lord is saying we will be hearers and doers also I thank you Lord God for the blood of Jesus covering this line I thank you that you are Yahweh God you're Abba you're our father you're our daddy and we thank you tonight thank you Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. As we go into discussion, have your way on tonight. Have your way. Let it be on earth, even as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Well, let's get cracking. As they say, well, I don't know what they say because I, I, I try to keep up uh, and I'm doing better at that. But uh, just track with me tonight. I know that's something they say. I'm tracking. So track, track me tonight. Tonight, we're going to talk about what? 
the Babel Tower in my life, you know, and boy, I tell you, every week the word comes to me first. So I'll be sharing with you some of the things that God has just been sharing with me uh, through developing this discussion, as well as some of the things that have happened in my history that uh, I can reflect on. So the word is coming from Genesis chapter 11, verses four through six, where it says, they said, come, let us build a city to for ourselves and a tower whose top will reach into the heavens and let us make a famous name for ourselves so that we will not be scattered into separate groups and be dispersed over the surface of the entire earth as the Lord instructed. Now that's key right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, lady, Dr. Robin, yeah, let's get cracking. Yeah, so he said, they said, as the Lord instructed. So they said, so that we will not be scattered into uh, separate groups and to be dispersed over the surface of the entire earth as the Lord instructed. Now the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the sons of men had built. And the Lord said, behold, they are one unified people and they all have the same language. This is only the beginning of what they will do in rebellion against me. You know, I'm reading from the Amplified in rebellion against me. And now no evil thing they imagine, uh, it says they can do will be impossible for them. So nothing that they imagine will be impossible for them. So that's the word. Now we're going to break down some of those verses. Hey, Lady Love, welcome, welcome. Evangelist Connie Hayes, good to see you, woman of God. The Tower of Babel, I'm going to get right on into this thing. Uh, uh, the Tower of Babel was built to disobey God. You know, as I read there, he said, so that we will not be scattered into separate groups and be dispersed over the surface of the entire earth as the Lord instructed. Mm. Isn't that something? Now they received the instructions and they chose not to scatter and do what the Lord said. The Tower of Babel was built to disobey God. Come on now, we're going to pause there for a moment because we're talking about the Tower of Babel in our life. And see, uh, uh, what God gave me when I put the post on Facebook was, is it intentional? You know, sometimes it's not intentional and other times, question mark, you know. So the Tower of Babel was built intentionally to disobey God. Uh, Genesis 9 and 1 says, And God blessed Noah and his sons and said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. Well, how were they going to do that? They were going to do that by following God's instructions and go to all the parts of the earth. You know, but then it says, uh, we might um, we might look at the story of the Tower of Babel and we might say, so so what's up? So what importance was it that they would even uh, want to build a tower or build a city? What difference does it make in what they were doing? Uh, many people that God uh, uh, that God say don't. Uh, I would say 
a lot of times we don't do what God says do and we're disobedient. So some people in our disobedience, let's bring it home where an understanding where their disobedience took place. They built the tower in disobedience to God. So the tower was built uh to disobey God. How many times or how many people do you know? Some of these scenarios you might know and some of them may be personal and some may be people you know. They said, you know what? After I got married, I knew I wasn't supposed to marry this woman. Hey, Julia, uh, good to see you, woman of God. So they married knowing that they heard from God or God, they went to their pastor and the pastor advised them not to get married. They went to their parents and the parents said, don't get married, but they married anyway. And then after they got married, they said, mm, and the marriage did not work out. Then they said, I wasn't supposed to get married. This is, this is a opportunity where we got married in disobedience to God. You marry to disobey God. That's a strong word. That's a very strong word. But here, here's some other little things. How about those shoes you bought? How about those clothes you bought? How about the food? Uh, uh, you know, God said, don't spend that money on junk food. Now, I'm going to tell you one thing. I made a decision to God. I said, you know what, Lord, I'm going to work on my finances. And I said, okay, Holy Spirit, you're going to have to help me because I'm an impulsive spender and I don't want to uh, uh, spend. I need to start working on this I'm at the age where I'm looking forward to retirement in about four or five years. And so I said, you know, I need to start, you know, working on curtailing my spending, saving it. So I can remember I was in a Walgreens and I worked downtown and they had buy one bag uh, and get the other one for a, a little or nothing or buy two for something. I don't remember exactly what it was, but you could get two bags for little or nothing. And so I bought two bags. And when I got back to work with these two bags, so I was going to leave one at work and I was going to take one home. And the Holy Spirit said, why did you buy two bags? And I said, you know, me and my sister has this saying, you know, it was on sale because it was, you know. And he said, well, I told you, not to buy the two bags. See, I bought two bags. I spent extra money buying the two bags when the Holy Spirit was prompting me only to get the one bag. So if I was going to buy it, then why did I need two bags? You see what I mean? I bought the two bags. I bought, I built the tower <laughs> in disobedience to God. I disobey God. See, it's the little thing. If we can get the little things together, then we can work on not having a whole tower in our life. Now, this is just beginning. So the food, a home, you know, we buy homes and God said, wait. I don't want you to get that right now. I can remember it happened to me, uh, my first home that I bought, another example. I want you all to share with me some examples that you may have. If something, the Holy Spirit is bringing something to your mind, go ahead and share with me in this discussion. So I got ready to buy a home and I wanted to buy a home with one of my sisters. Now that sister wasn't saved. And so nothing against my sister. I love my sister. I thought this is an opportunity 
opportunity for us both to save some money. So we'll come together. She had children. I didn't have any children. And so I said, hey, so she didn't really have any finances to add to it. And so I said, well, you know what? You just give me X, Y, Z, and that then you can feel like you uh, contributed to it. And so she said, okay, now after I made this deal with the sister, we had moved into the house. We, uh, I found the house. I was working toward the house. Uh, I was, you know, in escrow with the house or whatever that is when you start. And so, um, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, do not buy the house with her. It would be like putting money in whole bags with holes in it. Come on, y'all. I'm I, I, I'm just going to bear my soul with you all today. I'm going to keep it transparent. Uh, so he said, do not buy the house. It would be like putting money with in bags of holes. And I said, oh, God, I've already told her what to do. So here I was, not knowing how to get out of it, heard God very clearly, went into it. Let me tell you something. The whole thing was a disaster. Uh, I did end up uh, uh, having the home, but it did not work out for us to live together. It did not work out. It ended badly. It's been mended since, you know, and that was uh, more than 15 years ago now. So the relationship between my sister and I and her children has been mended since, but it was very, very, very difficult. And so uh, it was a hard time. And what am I saying? I'm saying I'm making it personal to our lives because we're talking about Babel, the Tower of Babel in our lives. And the fact, you know what? The Tower of Babel doesn't need to be erected to the heavens for us to understand the concept of what God is saying to us tonight. So those were some examples. Here, the people, uh, where the people went wrong uh, uh, in the uh, with the Tower of Babel, it was their pride. And, and a word for pride is haughtiness. You know, it was their arrogance. It was uh, self-achievement. That's what arrogance is, personal superiority. They felt that they... Now, these people, I don't believe, uh, and the Bible says they were, it wasn't like they were Christians. They knew the Lord. Uh, they were saved. So they weren't building this tower. I just, it's, it's just not enough time in an hour to really give you the full backdrop in this, but just a little bit in Sonar, which was the name of the city where they were, uh, they wanted to build this tower, but their desire to build this tower to heaven, uh, was not so that they could worship God. They wanted to worship God. So they wanted to just build this tower to heaven. So in their arrogance, in their personal superiority before God, their direct uh, disobedience of God's command, his uh, order to fill the earth and continue spreading, spreading the Lord. Now, there's uh, something that go there because when God said to Noah, be fruitful and multiply, he was talking about be fruitful and multiply in the natural. But as I began to meditate on this word, God said there, there, he also wants us to be fruitful and multiply in spiritually speaking. We are the salt. We are the light. So God wants us to 
flavor other lives. He wants people to see him through us. We multiply by being a reflection of who God is. And that's how we're able to minister. Evangelist Connie Love, uh, come on, Lady Love, you know what I'm talking about. You got to love on somebody and in order for them to recognize the love of Christ in your life. And so God wasn't just saying uh, uh, multiply in the natural. Uh, the revelation I got is we've got to learn how to multiply ourselves, multiply the Christ in us where we are. Today, We it is so greatly needed when we look around our cities, when we look in our schools, when we look at what they're trying to say to our children, we don't have time to operate in haughtiness. But what do we do? What do we do? <laughs> We're looking at your shoes uh, or somebody is looking at us. Uh, you know, the red bottom shoes, uh, those that can get them. We go out looking good. No, we smelling good. You know, everything is going down. Hey, Lady Carmen, bless you. And, and, and we we know we got it going on. And so what do we do? I call it bouchetto. That's a bougie ghetto uh, person. You know, we are uh, because one time we were there at one time and now we're looking at someone else with a hearty spirit you know we're looking at someone else with a personal superiority because why we come to christ and he blessed us now see that's the that's the part right there that's the part where where the uh uh god is not getting the glory because we come to christ and he elevates our lives we go to another level in him and then we have this sense of superiority you know instead of walking in the humility of what god is getting see that like the song used to go like this how i got over over so looks back and wonder how i got see people want to know how you got over they don't want to know that you're over on the other side they're looking at you you look at me now you don't know what i've been through i'm telling you a little bit about my story but that is my that's what god wants to get the glory out of our life and he couldn't get the glory out of their lives because they decided to settle down in shinar which is the city that they were in and build themselves up as much as possible. Build themselves up. That's what we tend to do. We tend to get blessed by God. God's blessing us because we're giving our tithes and we're giving our offering. So God is giving back unto us. So we get the houses, we get the cars, we get the clothes. And then this tower is being erected in our life because with it is coming attitude. Why? Because we're in a city of keep up with the Jones. We're in a nation of keep up with the Joneses. What are they doing? You know, and, and what do I look like to them? But that is what where we miss it when we're operating in that pride, when we're operating in that arrogance, that personal superiority. They decided to settle down in Shinar and build themselves, build themselves up as much as possible. And for some reason, one word kept coming to me as I was meditating on this and walking a couple of days, and that word was control. It seems like what God was saying, the Holy Spirit was saying to me, somebody out of the group raised up and said, you know what? We can do this. We can do this. 
all of them didn't talk simultaneously. They did not, in a symphony, say, let's do this together. No, someone dropped the idea. Now, isn't that how it goes? Either we follow or we lead a group of people. Women of God, let me tell you, we have an ability because God has made us help me. There's so much that we can do, that we're able to do. We're creative. Uh, we're strong. We're encourager. We're nurturers. We're multitasker. There's so many things that we can do. It even gets us in trouble in relationships with the men. Uh, those of you that are married, you get in relationship and you want to control. We don't know how to let the man be the head because we want to control, but that's another story for another time. But what came here is someone dropped the seed and everybody got on board with it. And as a result of them getting on board with it, uh, uh, they decided they're gonna build themselves up as much. Why should we go and scatter ourselves and do all that when we can do all this right here? And people will see what we've done. We will build an altar to God. You can see my home, that it's beautiful, that my home is in the, you know, in the upper uh, north side or wherever, you know, in one of the um, cities that is, is beautiful or people know it by name, you know, and they know of the type of car that I drive. Let us build, they said, for ourselves as much as possible. Some thought it was going to be a structure used to worship God in the heavens. So this would be blatantly worshiping other gods instead of the one true God, because they never said, let us build build uh, 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 this tower to heaven to worship God. They never said that. The people wanted to be one people and did not want to obey God's will to spread across the earth. See, God wanted to uh, replenish the earth. Because if we go back to the beginning of Genesis, he said his spirit hovered over the waters, you know, so the earth was without form or void and the spirit hovered over the water. So God had intended to replenish the earth. And these were some people that he wanted to use, but they were making a decision on their own. They wanted a single name for themselves. I suppose that, you know, they, uh, didn't figure they were going to be citizens of the world. You know, they, they were going to be citizens of their own world, not citizens of a nation. And we tend to do that from time to time. We think, tend to think, I love the way uh, my apostle, the transition is taking place, but I'll be talking about Apostle H. Daniel Wilson for a while. He used to use a word and his word, and, and, and I used to hear it all the time and it just stuck with me. And he would say, Tonightchi. And I mean, that is the most minuscule because that's the way we think. We think Tonightchi. We don't think God is saying replenish the earth because he wanted nations to come out of uh, Abraham's uh, bosom. He wanted nations to come out of it. So he knew what he was doing. But how about progressive revelation? 
God just told them to go to all the earth. He told them to scatter into all the earth. It was progressive. He didn't give them the whole story. He needed them to obey. God needs us to obey what he said. Sometimes we want the whole story. Come on, y'all. High five me right there. Because y'all know we be wanting the whole story. It's like, okay, God, why, why am I doing that? You know, just like I did what I did. And God said, uh, if you move in with that person, it's going to be like uh, putting money in bags with holes in it. And I said, oh, my God, what am I going to do? I did. I had already said, well, now when I look back in retrospect, what I'm going to do, I'm going to obey God. But, you know, I just figured I had, you know, that's what we do. We allow the enemy to get us in a trap, back us into a corner where the word of God is black and white. And sometimes what's going to hurt our flesh is what's going to be best for us spiritually. So as a result of that coming on, let me tell you, after that happened, I am a very optimistic person. That's a word. I'm an encourager. I'm just always bubbly and, 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 and you could say life of the party kind of thing. And, and, and not in the way where I'm dancing on tables, but I love to see people enjoying themselves. And so um, when that happened, I never experienced uh, um, a depression. And so at that time, I was in my 40s. And when I ex uh, went through that with my sister, I tell you what, I became depressed. I had no idea what was happening to me. All I knew is I wanted to sleep all the time and didn't want to go to work. And I was in California at the time and, and I was, uh, stayed home, called in sick one day and I was laying in my bed. I mean, I could sleep for hours and I just didn't know what was happening to me. And I turned on the TV and a man, of course I had on TBN and a man of God was teaching on depression. And I said, that's me. That was me. I had never experienced depression in my life. But as a result of me being disobedient to God and what he said to me, he said it in enough time for me to back out of this thing because I was paying everything. So it wasn't like, you know, uh, that that was needed. I could have backed out. I was disobedient to God. Why? Because I was choosing to, I was going to help my sister and my sister was going to help me and we were going to do this. They were my plans. These were the plans of uh, the Shinar people. They had planned to build this city. They had, they were going to use this structure to worship in the heavens, another God, you know, so in Genesis six and five, it says, and God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of thoughts of the heart was only evil continually. Come on now. And it says the word, uh, the key word here is imagination. We talked about that before. He said, men are wicked and their hearts imagine evil. When, uh, when it says, uh, when the uh, uh, word in the, it says, uh, and now nothing will be restrained from them, which they have imagined to do. 
It doesn't mean that man would accomplish any task that he wanted to set out to do and that God would be fearful that he was going to do it. That wasn't it at all. It simply meant that man would continually come together uh, in disobedience and rebellion without restraint and wickedness. We can even see that in our nation today. We can see that in our cities today. We can see that in the world today where man has come together. Sodom and Gomorrah was a perfect example of man coming together to do evil. So here God had to come in, building a city and in and of itself. That wasn't what the offense was to God. It wasn't building the city that offended God. It wasn't an offense to him. The specific thing and the way in which the people uh, of Babel disobeyed the Lord, uh, Genesis 11 and 4 records, then they said, Come, let us build ourselves a city with a tower that reaches the heaven so that we may have a, make a name for ourselves. This is where we are challenged in our own lives. You know, I hope that there's something that I'm saying that's making sense here tonight. This is where we're challenged because we're so focused on me, myself, and I. Let me tell you, what is the number one thing that you see when you look on Facebook? When you look on Facebook and people are doing things, the number one we see are selfies. See, the enemy, he's strategic in what he does. He has over 2,000 years of working with our character. We were born in sin, shaped in iniquity. So the enemy knows that we want uh, me, myself, and I, because that's why he was kicked out of heaven, because he, be he saw the worship going to God and coveted it. And so what do we do? We cover it. That's why Paul makes a statement. And he says, you know, be content where you are. We have to learn that. You know, I've shared earlier. I used to have a problem always trying because I had baby fat a lot longer than it was supposed to be baby fat. I had it on into my teenage years and that. And, you know, uh, uh, so I was always trying working on something, you know, as far as my physical. I had to learn to accept me right where I was. Remember I told y'all I do that uh, a mirror exercise. Look in the mirror at yourself and be able to, I had to tell myself, the Holy Spirit had to give me that exercise. Look in the mirror and tell myself, I love me. I like me right where I am until I can become who I desire to be, or till I can be, or till I can weigh what I want to weigh. But I had to come to like the girl I saw in the mirror. You know, so here the enemy said, come. This is where, the, where, where when God looked at them, it wasn't building the city. It was that they wanted to do this thing, build it for ourselves. They weren't building it for God. They wanted people to be able to see their fame. They wanted people to see their fortune. They wanted 
people to see their car, their home. We're going to use this tower. They wanted people to see, yes, uh, we are more than enough. Come on. So they wanted people to see. And they said, uh, build the city uh, with a tower that reaches to the heavens so that we may make a name for ourselves. Otherwise, we will be scattered over the face of the whole earth. Well, otherwise... There is no otherwise because God said for them to scatter across the earth. And now they're directly saying if they don't build this tower for themselves, they'll be scattered over the earth, over the parts of the earth. So in our disobedience and the reason we have towers erected in our lives is because why? We tend to look. In. We tend to look at as we're striving for success. It's not that God doesn't mind that we are uh, successful. He wants that for us, but it doesn't mind. Uh, uh, God doesn't mind that we go for promotion. He doesn't mind that we get educated. He doesn't mind that we partner with somebody and build businesses. He doesn't mind that. What God minds is when they said, let us, they took God out of the equation. They disobeyed God, number one. And number two, they didn't give God no glory here. The Bible doesn't tell us, you know, whether the uh, the people were going to read, but it, it uses the phrase, let us build uh, a city and a tower whose top may reach unto the heavens. So let's focus on the phrase so that uh, make a name for ourselves. They wanted everyone to know how great they were. Come on. That's what it is. See, we get to a point and God has brought them because see, the truth of the matter, God brought them to that place. He brought them to Shinar and said to scatter all. But instead of them making this, someone dropped that seed and said, why would we throw everywhere else? We can do this right here. How many times do we listen to someone else? How many times do we listen? Just like the enemy spoke in my ear and said, whatever. Uh, how many times, you know, buy those two bags of potato chips. You know, these are the examples that came to me as I was saying. I'm sure you all have some of your own. And, and, and as the Lord gives it to me, I'm sharing mine. You know, but it, when they said that, you know, they wanted everyone to know how great they were. Their pride and their arrogance had gotten out of hand. How many of us can be honest with ourselves and say, or even look back at a place that we come, but see, if it's someplace that you come from, so whenever you take territory in the spirit realm, you have to maintain that territory because the enemy is going to always come back. See, as God elevates us from one level of glory to another level of glory, if you worked on it in one area, you're going to have to work on it again in that next level of glory because the enemy, surely it's coming. And what is he coming for? He's coming at our pride because see, God said there's only three ways the Bible says that the enemy can come. Lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and pride of life. And I am guilty to say that 
pride of life has been my greatest uh, adversary. <laughs> Let me say it like that. My greatest adversary, the greatest adversary I submit to you all would be pride of life. Why? Because the older we get, the more important it is, the things that we see, the things that we have, the things that we want uh, to have, you know, or we look at, for example, let's use, thank you, Holy Spirit, uh, 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 class reunions. When you go back to, a, uh, when you're in high school, they have in the, um, in the uh, uh, yearbook, you know, uh, the most uh, uh, possible to succeed, the most uh, possible to be rich, you know, all of these different things. And they name different people of, of what they say could happen in the future. And then we have these family or these uh, uh, class reunions and we come back. And, and either you go or you don't go because you may or may not be proud of what you accomplished. Yes, proud. Come on now, you know what I'm talking about. Proud of what you accomplished, or you may not have accomplished anything, and you know that they say you were the most possible to succeed, and you didn't succeed. So now you're ashamed at something. So my point is, is pride of life is our greatest adversary because we're looking to achieve not just for us, not just to give God the glory, but we're looking for to achieve just like they were. You know, they wanted everyone to see how great they were. And I'm not saying that's who you now, I'm saying that's who we have been, that's who we are, and that's who we have to keep a handle on. We have to keep, that's the tower that's continuously trying to erect in our life. Come on, Holy Ghost. Uh, it's the pride of life. Pride of life is always there knocking at the door. It's always knocking at the door of our life. Why? Because we don't want to be ashamed in front of, we don't want to be embarrassed. What is embarrassment but pride? We don't want to be made ashamed of. We don't want to be corrected. You know, I come from a root of, of, of rejection. And so uh, 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 super sensitivity was my thing. But I realized, or hypersensitive, I realize now that I am in Christ and have submitted that that thing, that my sensitivity that I was experiencing then, God uses for his glory now in the word and coupled with discernment. That same sensitivity, yes, I was picking up things, but that same sensitivity turned around is, is I'm able to discern with that same sensitivity. Why? Because I'm not looking through that lens of rejection anymore. Now I'm looking through the lens of God's word, but pride of life, that's the tower that wants to erect in our life. Pride and arrogance are like one and one. Superior you know, we get things and we become better instead of giving 
God the glory for it instead of openly wanting to say, you know what, uh, you know, at work, there's a way uh, that we can be humbled with the things that we receive. God specifically told Noah and his descendants to spread out and fill the earth beyond trying to be better than everyone else. The people of Babel were disobeying God's commandment. God told them to disperse and they built the city for the express purpose of not scattered, of not being scattered over the face of the earth. God specifically told them and they specifically did not do that. It is uh, possible that the tower had something to do with, they call it polyanistic poly, poly, worship or uh, setting up themselves a God. That's what they wanted to polytheistic uh, something uh, worship where, where they were setting up uh, uh, themselves a God, which is associated with pagan worship. So we saw a lot of that gone. They wanted to get up to heaven just to say, this is what we can do. And they wanted to go up there and build their God. They never said that they were going to worship God. God saw that the people were uh, uh what the people were doing in battle, Babel, he saw how they disobeyed him. And that's that, that, that time the Bible uh, tells us all the people spoke one language. So at that time they spoke one language. So God stopped the building project in a creative way. God is just so merciful. Come on now. We said the Tower of Babel is the adversary in our life, uh, not the Tower our tower is pride. That's our adver our greatest adversary in our life. If you look at it, lust of the flesh, mm, we can get a handle on that. Pride of life, we can get a handle on that. But uh, I mean, lust of the flesh and lust of the eyes, we can get a handle on those. But pride of life, that's continually growing. Why? Because we're continually growing. We're continuing one level of glory to another level of glory, a little bit here and a little bit there. So as God brings success in our lives, we have to learn how to manage that pride of life that's going there. We have to learn how. And how do we manage that? We are managing that tower by giving it to God, by acknowledging God. The word says, trust the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct our path. Evict it as soon as it comes knocking at the door. Yes, woman of God. Julie, that's the word. You know, she said evict it as soon as it comes knocking at the door of your heart, because that's where it comes. If you remember her, uh, 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 earlier, we talked about imagination. They said they imagine a thing to do. That's what God said. He said that they imagine whatever they imagine to do, that they were going to do it. It says and in Genesis 6 and 5 says, and God saw that the wickedness of man was so great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of the heart was only evil continually. The key word is imagine. So in other words, they imagine to do evil. How about if we imagine the God of word, the, the, the uh, God, the word of God? How about that's why God told Joshua, meditate on the word day and night. 
See, and then you will have good success. So that that's what God is, is looking for us to do. We have to use our imagination. Our soul is comprised of five parts, the mind, the will, the imagination, the emotions, and the intellect. Those are the five parts that's within the soul that are going to live forever. Our soul will know when, when God talks about heaven and hell, you're going to know that you're in hell because your soul is something that will live to experience that. So we'll have to, that imagination is something that God gave us and we're going to have to use it for the glory of God. So in that, this is the thing. So God saw that the people were, what the people were doing in Babel, he saw how they disobeyed him and he stopped the building project in a creative way. And we know that creative way was language. The idea of God destroying the Tower of Babel uh, isn't exactly accurate. He's not going to destroy it because God is such a loving God. We choose to serve him. He's not going to take something from us. No fire rained from heaven. And the Bible doesn't say that God destroyed Babel. However, he did halt the building project. He halted. You know what? When you start building something, what are you building? I think I think it's a matter of at this point considering what you're building, considering what's being built. Genesis 11, 5 and 9 says, but the Lord came down to see the city and the tower and the people, uh, the tower, the people were building. The Lord said, if as one people speaking the same language, they have begun to do this, then nothing they plan to do will be impossible for them. Come, let us go down. I love that because it said, let us go down. Just like they said, let us build the city. God said, come, let us go down and confuse their language so they will have, that's us, God the Father, God the Son. The Godhead went down to confuse their language. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. God said, come, let us go down and confuse their language so they will not understand each other so that the Lord, scat so the Lord scattered them uh, from there over all the earth and they stopped building the city the building project god halted it so uh uh and he said that is why uh scattered them earlier that is uh why it was called babel because the languages were babbled because there the lord confused the languages of the whole world from there the lord scattered them over the face of the whole earth as he commanded them to do so god's plan is going to succeed you know right there sometimes do you think about why things are not moving in your life? Do you consider God? Do we look back and say, acknowledge God, uh -huh, uh -huh. acknowledging God with every project? That's it. I was going there, woman of God. Yep, Julie. Uh, he says, acknowledge me in all thy ways. Uh, uh, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean to your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge me. And he said, he's going to direct your path for the steps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord. So sometimes depending on what's going 
going on in your life, we're going to have to consider, okay, God, is this pride of life working here? Have I considered you? Uh, uh, am I doing this or are you doing this? That's where I'm, I'm, I'm even there right now. I'm in there right now in, in my life, you know, and in my life, uh, God is moving in a place where I'm like, okay, God, I have been because of the root of rejection. I've been fighting, you know, and I won't say physically fighting, but fighting from within uh, uh, for years. And I have decided with the help of the Holy Ghost, uh, I, and I said, God, I'm tired. I'm, I'm just tired. I'm tired. And so I've just been spending time with the Lord and just meditating and greatly this week, you know, with this message. And you know what? And I just said, Lord, you know, uh, you said, uh, come all who are heavy laden and I will give you rest. Teach me how to rest, not lay down and get some sleep, not sit down and stop moving. Teach me how to rest in my spirit so that the work, you know, when, when Adam fell in the garden of Eden, he said that man would work, would work. And, you know, so we had, he had to till the land. And so we're workers and we're used to working. Well, I've been working all my life. It's time for me to rest. And I don't mean rest from working. I'm still going to continue to build lightning star. I'm still going to continue to work. You know, uh, I have four or five years uh, left before I can uh, uh, retire. I'm still going to continue to do all that, but I'm talking about a state of rest in my spirit. How many of y'all want that? You know, I, I, I'm like, I, I don't want to get up doing that. I want to be dependent on the Holy Spirit. So where I'm at is it's a partnership with the Holy Spirit where I'm just going to another level in faith, believing the Holy Spirit got this thing. You know, wake up and say, I'm not going to worry about it, God. You told me to cast my cares. I'm not going to worry about it. I'm not trying to build a name for myself. You gave me lightning star. This is your baby. What is it you want me to do? You gave me the desire to have property where I can bring women uh, victims from domestic violence in and house them for free. Where, what do you want me to do? You said this. And so I'm just bringing God in remembrance of his word. I said, it's time for me to rest and him work. You know, I've, I've done the work that I'm going to do, but really what the Holy Spirit is saying, it's time for you to rest. <laughs> and, I'm, and, and I'm getting in agreement with him. I'm like, oh, okay. That's what that means. I get it now. I, uh, you know, it's like I should have had a V8. Yes, I pray that I get mm -hmm, out of my own self way. Come on, woman of God. That's what I'm talking about. So although man had found the physical ruin, you know, we haven't found the physical ruins of, but we recognize the sin of Babel. Don't let pride uh, be erected like Babel, intentional or unintentional. Be intentional about the things of God. The pride of life, pride of life is your adversary and it's operating. He said, we are a, a spirit. 
we live in this flesh and we have a, a, a body, right? So we are a spirit, we have a soul, and we live in this flesh. So the whole thing is the who we are, which is a spirit, inside of this flesh suit that we live in are enmity one with another. That's what the Bible says. They're at war with one another. So there's a dichotomy of war going on in your makeup, just on your everyday, the who you are, the spirit man that has been resurrected and come alive inside of you is at war with this. Like when I quit smoking, when I quit smoking, this right here, this flesh suit kept saying, oh, let's have a cigarette. Let's eat, let's eat some intimate donuts because that became my friend. Uh, uh, so, But I was like, no, we're not smoking. We're not smoking anymore. You know, I quit smoking in 1991. Uh, but, but my flesh wanted it. I had to tell my flesh because I, my spirit, who I am, it was now in control. And so as you're gaining the word, you learn who's in control. It's not who you're looking at in the mirror. When you look in the mirror, you have to see beyond who you see and you see who God sees. He, you are a spirit and that's who in control. So what have you built in your life? Today, do we build character? You know, what are we building? Do we build character? Is it personas that we're building? Ideas? Are we building monuments, legacies, hoping to make a name for ourselves? What are you building? Or do we focus on what others will think of us rather than on what God desires? Hey, when that tower of pride of life. Come on, Holy Spirit. He's good. <laughs> I tell you, that wasn't on my paper. That was the Holy Spirit download. Pride of life is our adversary. That's the tower in our life. It's every day. It's every time you get up. It's every time you do whatever you do all day long, it's there. It's knocking at the door saying, you want to be better. You want to be greater. But it's okay to be better. It's okay to be greater. But it's not okay to not acknowledge God in being better, in being greater in being best. God wants the best for us. God wants us to be great because he created, he's a great God. So how would a great God want something that's less than great? He wants us to be great. Why? Because he can be seen. Remember, he said, be fruitful and multiply in the natural. But I'm telling you the revelation, he wants us to multiply who he is in the earth. He says, I'll make you, what did he say to his disciples? Jesus said, I'll make you fishers of men. They were fishers of fish, but God said, I'll make you fisher of men. So if you fisher of men, that's multiplying <laughs> in the earth. God wanted them to go out and multiply in the earth. So when we focus on making a, our own name great, our plans will only come to ruin. However, if we focus on magnifying the name of God, we will store up treasure in heaven, uh, meaning everything we do is for the glory of God. The Bible says it's like this. And again, I say, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't 
lean to your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will uh, uh, direct your path. Yes, Julie, lay aside every weight, every weight that so easily besets you. Yes. And put more weight on ourselves when we're not resting from labors. That's it. We have more weight on ourselves. The Tower of Babel was constructed with bricks. How have you constructed your life? What's resurrected? Is it self-importance or is it God importance? Our main focus seemed to be the city of uh, Babel itself, but the tower presumably presumably was to be a symbol of a city of power. That's what they were trying to do. They were resurrecting some power to show what they were able to do. But God wants us to show what he's able to do. Look at me now. You know, I haven't told you, I've told you all bits and pieces of my story, but I'm telling you, it's the glory of God that has brought me here today. Genesis 11, three and four says, they said uh, one to another, come let us make bricks of fire uh, and fire them thoroughly in a kindle to harden and strengthen them. So they use bricks for stone as building material and they use uh, tartar and, uh, and asphalt for mortar. They said, come, let us build a city ourselves and a tower whose top will reach into the heavens and let us make a famous name for ourselves so that we will be uh, not be scattered into separate groups and be dispersed over the surface of the entire earth as the Lord instructed. See, so there they made uh, bricks. They use bricks and mortar to build this tower. What are you using? Uh, what is being built in your life? You know, is it self-importance or is it God importance? Finally, we see God accomplishing his will. And that happened in uh, Genesis 11, uh, 7 and 8. And he said, let us go down. Us being the Godhead went down and they confounded the language. And, you know, I love the way uh, uh, he said, and, and, and God confounded the language, but God did it in a way where um, the language in a creative way, he confounded the language. He did it in a, he didn't destroy the people. He didn't crush the people. He didn't just beat them down and say, you didn't get it. This isn't what I told you to do. He confounded the language and he scattered them over the land. What a loving God we serve. So it doesn't matter if we miss it. All we got to do is turn around. All we got to do is repent and God's going to allow us to do. So what is your sin and how have you disobeyed God? Seek Holy Spirit, I would uh, uh, submit to you. Uh, seek Holy Spirit guidance and help to show you where you have exalted, where that um, pride of life has um, uh, been your adversary uh, in your life, where it's exalted yourself, where you have exalted yourself as a result of pride of life, where that tower of pride of life has exalted itself in your life uh, above God on the throne of your heart. So I really love uh, the way 
the woman of God said, you know, before it comes knocking at your heart, knocking at your heart, evict it as soon as it comes knocking at the door of your heart. When it comes to your mind, you've got to change that thought. You know, if that is not a good and a perfect thought, if that is not what's lovely, what is perfect, what is of a good will, it's not of God. And so you've got to change that imagination and begin to imagine the things of God. All we have to do is repent and turn around. And God says, I got you. He did it in a creative way. Same way Romans 8 and 28 says, I'm going to work all things together for the good of those that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. We can't miss it with God. Like I've said in the past, this is the gospel. You know, we take the word of God just like a medicine because he said the word is uh, is uh, is health and healing to all our flesh. And so all we have to do is trust the word and allow it to rise up in us. And that's what God wants. So the um, declaration statement for today is I will obey God no matter the cost to me no matter the cost. And, and, you know, with that declaration statement, the takeaway today, I want you to understand that the pride of life is that tower that wants to uh, erect in our lives, that wants us to exalt ourselves above God. The pride of life is driven by the enemy. Pride and Satan uh, go hand in hand, but we have the Holy Spirit. We have the ability to take uh, pride, arrest that thing, capture it and walk in humility, choose to walk in humility on every level of glory that we go on. God will allow us and give us an opportunity to humble ourselves. And uh, he says, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and in due season, he will exalt you. So it says that he wants to exalt us. But we have a responsibility to humble ourselves. And in this case, he said, pride comes before fall and a haughty spirit before destruction. So in this case, they didn't humble themselves. They had a haughty spirit. So God came down in a creative way and he changed it and he corrected the situation and they were able to continue to live without being burdened uh, with who they were. I'm sure they served God at that time. Well, I love you all. Time is well spent. And uh, wow, that hour goes by so fast. Uh, but I, I, I'm just so grateful, you know, for the opportunity to share uh, this word. God did an awesome thing in my life. You know, I'll be bringing Lisa on and she will be uh, praying us out. But before we do, I, I just want to go ahead and, um, you know, and if you're on the line, if you're on the line and you haven't prayed and you um, haven't given your life to Christ at this point, I would just love to offer uh, Christ to you uh, uh, that you receive him as your Lord and Savior. And if you walked away from him, this is your opportunity to come back. So just repeat after me, Father God, in the name of your son, Jesus, I just welcome Jesus into my heart. Jesus, come into my heart and take the place 
of pride of life that's been erected in me. I turn away from my sin and I turn to the Son, Jesus. I thank you for giving your life for me, for dying for me, and for resurrecting for me. I thank you, Jesus, for loving me. And I will love you for the rest of my life. And I will serve you starting today. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If you've said that prayer, the angels in heaven are rejoicing with you. We're rejoicing over you. God bless you for that. Uh, you're welcome to Valley Kingdom Ministries International. The, in, the uh, transition has taken place. Our new pastor is Pastor Ray Beatty. Our first lady is Shalon Beatty. Lady Beatty is her name. And we're just excited about it. The, uh, we'll be seeing them on Sunday. So you're welcome to Oak Forest, Valley Kingdom Ministry, Oak Forest uh, International, uh, uh, Oak Forest, Illinois, which is where we are getting to a Bible-believing church. You need the Word of God that'll sustain you, that'll keep you, that'll carry you and help you uh, when it comes to the adversary of the pride of life, that Tower of Babel that wants to erect in your life. We curse it at the root and declare it will not raise up in Jesus us name. Now we're going to pray. Uh, Lisa's going to pray us out and then uh, I'll be back to say goodnight. Amen. Hallelujah. Father God, we just come before you this evening. Just continue to thank you, God, for this, your love, your goodness. Thank you, God, for your mercy. Thank you for another time to come together and to bathe in your words and to hear what you yeah. have to say. Thank you, God, for just opening up our hearts and our spirit, man, just to receive, yes. God, all what you have poured out tonight. Heavenly Father, we just come before you just thanking and praising you for just teaching us, God, how we have erected towers of Babels in our life. We've erected towers of Babels, God, by purchasing things, God, that was not of you like boats and cars and homes we've erected towers in our life by marrying other people by doing things that you have not called us to do trying to make our name god famous or trying to put our name out there to express to uh, expound our uh, vision and our dreams and our hope but we have not acknowledged you we have not sought and taught we have not acknowledged you and asked you for what you have wanted to do in our life even father even just like even the tower of babel it was like having um like making a, a, a sound or looking yeah. or looking on the surface of things just like the tower about the people were achieving one goal they were unified they came mm -hmm. together on one accord to to achieve to achieve their being visions and their dreams and even to make a name god for themselves but we come father god in the name of jesus we come in the name of jesus coming and casting down god every tower that we have erected in our life every spirit of pride every spirit of arrogance every spirit of haughtiness, every spirit of division that we have caused god to come up in our life and we father god have not sought you for we ask you to have mercy on us we ask you god to forgive us for doing things that were out of your will of out of your sight god yeah. we ask you god to forgive us god and have mercy god turn our life Life around creating us a clean heart god renew a right spirit on the inside of us take that stony heart god out of us god remove that spirit of pride god that spirit of heaven god the blinded eyes god at times god we don't want to see your plans and your wills for our life god we want to do our own things we want to seek our own agendas but god we cancel god out the plans god of the enemy right now in the name of you we decree and declare father god that we will go forth to do great things for you we will not seek our own things but we will acknowledge you in all our ways and you said you would 
direct our path. We will go forth this evening to ask you, God, begin to seek your face and ask you yes. what do you want us to do. Not our own plans, not our own dreams and adventures. We want, Father God, to be in your plans and your wills. We want to go forth to do great and mighty exploits for you, for your glory. We thank and we praise you, God, for doing a change and a turnabout in our life. We yes. thank you, God, for doing an unveiling. We thank you, God, tonight, Father God, that you're doing a uh, bringing forth, building character on the inside of us. And on yes. the inside of us. We thank you, God, for a spirit of humility going forth and being birthed on the inside of us tonight. We give you all the honor, the glory, God. We give you the praise. We're excited, God, about the change, God, with the transformation and the illumination right. that you're doing, God, on the inside of us. We thank you, God, for the unveiling. We thank you, God, for taking out the stony heart. We thank you, God, for the fucking God sees, God, that we planted along the years, God, that we've allowed the enemy even to harvest. We cancel, God, out the works of the enemy. We dismantle, God, every yoke, God, and every body. God, every parent has got every weight. We cancel God the plans of the enemy of the We with our own assignment and agenda. We cancel it right now in the name of Jesus. And we decree and declare, God, that we're gonna go forth, God, and walk God by faith. We're gonna go forth and seek your divine will and your purpose and your plans for our life. We want to walk God in integrity. We want to be willing yeah. of God that Father go forth and do your will. We want to be that salt of the earth and that light, God, that you have called us to yes. be in the earth. We don't yeah. want our own agenda, God. We want to do your perfect plans. And will so we just come before you to eat this evening. Thank you, God, for a transformation. Thank you, God, for healing. Thank you for making us whole. Thank you for birthing a new thing, God, down on the inside of us. Yes. That you may get the honor, the glory, God, and the praise in our life. We just bless you. We honor you. We glorify your name. And we count it done by faith in Jesus' name. We say amen and amen. 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 Thank you, uh, Lisa, for that powerful prayer. At this time, we want to invite you to join us on Tuesdays for prayer. We will have intercessory prayer every Tuesday, uh, uh, every Tuesday morning at 4.30. Uh, please join us. It's a sacrifice. The number is 605-313-4163, and the code is 1269042. We're slain. God's enemy during that time. Join us. We'd love to have you on the line. Uh, it is the fourth hour of the watch. So join us. God is doing some awesome things uh, through prayer and this. So until God says the same, uh, next Thursday we'll be back. God saying the same. And uh, I thank you all for joining on tonight. If something bless you, please share, please like uh, and hit the notification button. Uh, but we bless you. We thank you. Enjoy the rest of your week. Have a safe and wonderful, restful holiday uh, weekend. God bless you. And until next Thursday, be blessed and be thankful. It's Thankful Thursday. Mwah. Good night, all. Have a great evening. <laughs>